Hey everyone, today's episode is brought to you by the Michael Dolce 2019 Masterclass Tour. Hi guys, Michael Dolce here to announce my Masterclass Tour for 2019. Um, it has already kicked off and I'm looking forward to bringing it to a town near you. This particular time around, I'm dedicating the sessions to an open style topic. So basically, you guys as the players will dictate how the Masterclass will run. The classes are open for intermediate to advanced players and as per usual I always strive to make the classes non-intimidating. There's a whole heap of jam in. If you'd like some more information on the classes please visit my website at www.michaeldolcemusic and I hope to see you guys there. Cheers for now. Hi there, you're listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Thank you so much for joining me. Now today we have a great show. We have, drumroll, Jennifer Batten, I know right, Jennifer Batten, Gretchen Men, and Nilly Brosh, three incredible musicians are joining me and we have a fantastic conversation. Now these three musicians have a run of shows coming up where they're all on the same bill super cool and uh, we talk all about that there's some great stories we talk about each of their careers it's a great guitar hang so of course jennifer batten guitarist with michael jackson jeff beck and uh, a slew of solo albums nearly a brosh guitar player with tony mcalpine cirque du soleil again great solo career third solo album just about to come out and gretchen men who is a great friend of this show she's been on twice before wonderful solo career and a member of Zepparella so a lot of great guitar between these three the shows are going to be incredible there's a couple of bonus sounds on today's show we get to meet Elvis uh, Jennifer's dog so if you listen carefully he chimes in from time to time great to have him on the show and uh, the Skype line we spoke on was excellent from our respective connection, so the audio is really good, but there is a little bit where the Skype jumps. It does sound like Jennifer Batten and I are rapping. It's very cool. Look forward to that. But otherwise, it's a great conversation. Let's get straight to it. Jennifer Batten, Gretchen Men, and Neely Brosh, welcome to all of you to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks for having us. <laughs> This is all. I just got a chorus back. That's really cool. All three of you. All right. Um, this is exciting. So we're we're here to um, principally talk about this bunch of uh, run of gigs you guys have. The Batten Men Brosh shows uh, in California, starting on November six, very soon. That's um, this is great. First question, I guess. I'm wondering how how do you guys know each other? What's the connection between the three of you? Oh, there's there's not that many women out there playing <laughs> that, that are you know that are really into digging into another level of guitar. So I, I think most of us know everyone that's doing it. Mm-hmm. And we also did another podcast together a year or so ago. So that uh, planted the seed to continue things. Okay, very yeah. cool, very cool. And um, so this specific run of gigs, how what um what pulled that together? Um, well, Neely and I have, um, we're, we're, we've been friends for a couple of years or many years now, actually. <laughs> and, uh, a couple, um, and, Feels you know, like we, 
Yeah, exactly. Feels like yesterday. <laughs> um, and we've talked about doing something together for a, a long time. I think, you know, we really bonded over the idea of like, you know, camaraderie over competition. And we were like, let's do some stuff together because we have such good vibes between the two of us. And this year, I think both of us sort of hit a place within our career that we were like, oh my gosh, like we're so busy. But if we don't really carve out the time for, you know, this music that that's ours and that's instrumental and um, you know, we just wanted it to happen. And so we talked about like, okay, what if we put some shows together? And we were like, well, like, let's get a third person. Who would that be? And we're both like, well, okay, first choice is Jennifer. So at least we got to ask her. So we never even got to the second show. Excellent. And it's such a good lineup because um, I guess as Jennifer said, you guys are all fierce guitar players, but you all bring something very different stylistically as as well. You all rock, but then you've, there's all these other angles which are which are really cool um nearly i just saw your new track primal feels get released oh, cool. fantastic congratulations on that oh thank you so much i appreciate that that's very cool so um you can all shred but there's um that that particular tune you're, you're wailing over that so um <laughs> I, I i guess you're playing that uh on these gigs Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, well, I think, you know, uh, some, some of the licks in that song, it's just like, you know, the, the typical, like, why did I do this to myself? Why, why did I, write this? you know, in this tempo, you know, for this song? But, uh, but no, I mean, I, I do love playing that tune. So thank you. Very cool. Can I just say how validating it is to hear you say that, Neely? Because I think oh, the time I run my set. <laughs> No, I feel like, I, I always tell you that I feel like that all the time. We have, Gretchen and I have this conversation a lot, actually, and it seems to be like that there's awe, you know, from both sides, even though we've heard it all before, like, we know that's how each other thinks, and yet we are still like, really? You know? We share our guitar pathologies. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I heard. I heard the. Um, I heard the agreement from Jennifer and um, and Gretchen as soon as you said that. Um, <laughs> what Jennifer? What's your what's your moment or moments of you've recorded this and now you've got to try and play it? Uh, giant steps kicks my ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did. I did this uh, worked out tapping solo to John Coltrane's Giant Steps. Yes. And yeah, yeah, it's. It's it's an ass kicker, and then I would torture myself by either starting every clinic with that or Flight of the Bumblebee. And mm. I will never forget one time I was in Germany in the winter time, and the backstage was pretty much a freezer. And I went straight from that to the heat of the stage and started one of the two. And I th- at that moment, I thought, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that would be it. I no longer play either of those. <laughs> and that's a that's a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. That's one Story way around it. Ending. <laughs> How about you, Gretchen? Um, especially your last record. I, I don't know if there's stuff on there that you didn't get to take out live or what the story was there. Oh, uh, that one, gosh, I really I do want to do that live. Well no. Actually, I should say I feel it would be important for me to do that live. I'm terrified of doing it live. And the reason I'm not doing that live is because the other instruments on that record are so important that the idea of like, I mean, I, I totally understand like some stuff that, that is great and perfect for like, you know, if you're going to play to tracks, but I'm like the first violinist on the album is like as important as the guitar. So yeah, sure. I'm not going to 
not have that person on stage. So I'm not doing anything from that album, but I am doing some stuff from an upcoming album that I'm working on, as well as some stuff from Hail Souls, my first album. And all moments from it terrify me, so... Um, <laughs> I just thought of a, another thing that I did to myself that I only ever played once live. I, I have a, a solo piece called Whammy Damage, and it requires sitting down because I had a whammy pedal under each foot. <laughs> oh, okay. I wondered how you did that. I wondered how that happened. How did it happen? Well, no, no. I've heard it, and I've wondered how did she do that. I just assumed oh. there was a lot of post-production, but you're actually just doing it with two feet. That's very cool. Yeah, that was live, and doing it live was once was enough. I always say there's a last time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've pretty much worked out what won't be in the show. Um... <laughs> <laughs> We're not playing anything in the show. We're just going to hang out. And just hang out. <laughs> It'll be kind of like this. Yeah, well, this is good. I would, yeah. I, would, I would come and see this too, so that's okay with me. Um, so when you finish like hanging out, what, what what does the show actually look like? Are you playing individual sets? There's talk of an encore. What what does all that the uh, the logistics look like? Uh, yeah, we're we're all going to be playing um, sort of uh, short sets with our uh, our individual stuff. And if people want more guitar at the end of it, which we're sort of on board to make sure they do, uh, <laughs> then, then we'll do then we'll do some things together. But you know. Um, uh, I, I, we've we've all promised that we're going to try to not um, play too much or require too much of the patience of people with you know endless encoring. Yeah. So sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to break up their two sets in the middle with a solo multimedia show that I do where I play in sync with film. So it uh, give give people's ears and eyes a whole different thing to to break it up in the middle. And then come together at the end with fireworks and backflips. <laughs> exactly. Neely was in Cirque du Soleil, so she's oh, she, yeah, sure. yeah. as well. Yeah. That's right. She is good Je to go for that. Huh? <laughs> awesome. Um, Jennifer, yeah, you've been getting into video production more and more over the years. How, how does that work in your set? Well, I, I have the, the audio tracks embedded in the film, and I just play the melodies and the solos on top of it and tell stories in between. And I, I have found a, a bonus that I didn't expect is that I can have even little kids at the show, uh, kids that wouldn't have the patience for, uh, you know, generally I do a 60 or 90 minute solo show and kids would be falling asleep or complaining, but they're sitting there watching the whole thing because of, of the imagery that goes along with the whole thing. And after I played with Jeff Beck and Michael Jackson, I thought, uh, well, that's my bucket list and I'm not dead, so what's next? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started thinking the trauma it takes to put a band together and how fast you can lose money on the road if, if you don't get enough people showing up. And I thought, man, there's got to be a way I can take my own music out on the road as a solo act, at least to start. And I, I really like doing it. I got a good response, so I've been doing it for a good 10 years now. And even when I'm on a band tour, uh, if there's certain dates that can't be booked because the venues don't have enough for a band, I can always you know, fly to Spain for a day if I'm already over in Europe and do my solo show. So it's, it's worked out well. That sounds awesome. That sounds so good. Um, Gretchen, will you have your trio? 
I will. Yeah. Thomas Perry on drums and Anna Pfeiffer on bass, both wonderful musicians, beautiful people. And, um, we're going to have a blast. Nice. Nice. And Neely, what, what does your set look like? Um, well, I will also have my, my band there. Um, there are two, two guys that I actually went to Berkeley with, uh, uh, Ellie Marcus on, on bass and Alain Maytel on guitar. And then our friend Ray Rojo, um, uh, on drums. We, we've, uh, you know, they've been my band for my solo stuff for, uh, for a while now. And we just, we got lucky, you know, all being friends like individually as well. And, you know, they, uh, like my music enough to continue playing it, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity for us to like come together. Awesome, man. That's so cool. Do you have the dancers from the video? They, <laughs> that's the next level. I don't have the budget for that. <laughs> next, next tour, next tour. That was cool. I don't think I've seen dancers in an instrumental rock video ever. And, uh, it was so killer. I loved it. Oh, thank you. I, I know, you know, I, I'm sure that a bunch of people were just kind of like, she went crazy. What, what is this? You know, but <laughs> I, you know, like when when it all happened too. You know, it was right in the middle of my my time at at Cirque du Soleil doing the Michael Jackson show, and it just it seemed so natural to me. You know, when I was like kind of immersed in that world, it it didn't even seem that foreign because I was doing that same thing with them on stage, just to Dirty Diana. You know what I mean? So yeah. I kind of. Uh, and, and, you know, being a kid who grew up in the 90s and watched a lot of MTV and, and you know, boy bandy kind of stuff, I, I kind of wanted like that pop video sort of feel for whenever I make my first music video. So somehow, uh, you know, I, w I wanted to wait for the right song and I think it worked out with this one. So I'm, I'm happy about it for sure. Well done. Well done. Have you and Jennifer, have you guys swapped notes about playing Michael Jackson tunes? No. That'll be backstage on this tour. <laughs> oh, I thought it went that way. Wait a minute. I've been playing it wrong for 30 years. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I see um, Michael Melendez's name is tagged onto this event as well, at the, the event supported by the Guardians of Guitar. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's um, been uh, he, a big supporter of, of all of us and has started this um new venture guardians of guitar and when i told him that we were doing this whole thing he was like well let me help any way i can so uh he's been good to all of us i think yeah he's been an angel and he he's been very supportive of women and for people that don't know he edited guitar player magazine for what 27 years so yeah, he's, yeah. he's been very helpful yeah yeah, he's he's a wonderful person. He he also did the um, the he he came to me with the concept and the libretto for the last album I did. So he was a huge part of of that. So yeah, wonderful person. Nearly, you mentioned going to Berkeley. Now all three of you have studied extensively at some stage. Jennifer was in one of the early GIT classes. Um, Gretchen, I know you've you've done um, in recent years lots of private. Uh, study with with composers and arrangers um, mm -hmm. between the three of you what what do you think that has brought to your playing god for me I, I i can guarantee i would not have gotten the michael jackson gig or the jeff beck gig without having had that education and all the various tools that it, that it got me into uh, especially how to listen and write music uh, 
yeah, there, there's just no way. I'd, I'd probably be working at Burger King still. <laughs> still. <laughs> still, yeah. Oh, I'm a three-year vet, girls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> still, still trying to get those toxins out of my brain. <laughs> uh, Nilly, how about you? How, tell me about Berkeley. Um, you know, for me, like, one of my favorite things about it was just the – the fact that there's so many international kids from everywhere. And, and I knew that I would be immersed in a bunch of different styles because I was a little concerned that I, I probably wouldn't do that sort of research on, you know, by myself. So I wanted to be in an environment that kind of threw me into that. And I, I just thought that was like, you know, the coolest thing, like a bunch of people with different takes and different styles and influences and everything. And, you know, I, I couldn't think of another place at that time where I would be around something like that. Awesome. And and Gretchen, um, particularly I'm thinking of the recent stuff you did leading up to yeah. um, Abandon All Hope. And um, yeah, yeah what, what, did, what did that leave you with? Um, well, I, I have an undergraduate degree um, in music. That's what I went to college for. And um, I think what, what I'm glad about you know the steps that I took to, to getting sort of a some musical education is that I think early on it just demystifies something that I think especially amongst guitar players can be almost a taboo subject I mean I think you have you know those people like Neely and Jennifer who, who really really uh Gretchen. know their material um, <laughs> um but then I, I've also worked with a lot of sometimes fantastic musicians who are so kind of unrealistically intimidated by anything that even kind of smacks of music theory. But then they come up with these systems of kind of navigating, not knowing it, that are so much more complex than just sitting down and learning it. And so if there's anything I'm grateful about uh, my music education for is just not uh, it's just shedding the intimidation and just knowing if I don't know something, the information's out there if I just find it and work hard. So um, when it came time to do something that I knew needed to be more, that required more compositional chops than I had at my ready disposal, it just was like, okay, let me get some books. Let me get a teacher. Let me um, find everything I can and let me just get the skills that I need to try to do what I'm doing. Jennifer, there's a quote from um, from 1989 uh, from a guitar player interview with uh, Joe Gore, who, who I love. I think is such a great writer. Um, this is the quote, and I'll, I'll read it, and then I'd, I'd like you guys to respond. So Joe asks Jennifer, he says, why do you think there are so few prominent women guitarists? And Jennifer's reply is, and I quote, it's partly because there is no precedent, unquote. Mm -hmm. So that's that's like 30 years ago. Um, I'll start with Jennifer. Um, I'll start with Jennifer. What's what's your take on that now, thirty years later? Well, thanks to the internet, uh, women around the world can see each other and be encouraged by what they see. And I tell people nowadays, there's, there's not a month that goes by that I don't see some seven-year-old girl in Thailand that can kick my ass. <laughs> I love it when people send me videos like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so jealous, man. I mean, <laughs> the, re the resources when I was coming up was the local music store, uh, the Mel Bay book, you know, and, and various music books that were just, I mean, looking back now, they were pretty lame. It was long before Guitar for the Practicing Musician, which – 
was one of the first guitar magazines that came out with some really in-depth, extensive uh, solos that people had done, yeah. written down accurately. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's wonderful what's happening now. The resources are, you just hear about a guitar player, and while you're on the phone talking to somebody about it, you can download their CD and bring up a YouTube video. Uh, there, there's software that will allow you to take that video and slow it down and loop one bar if you want to. That's just incredible. For Neely and Gretchen, there was a precedent. Jennifer Batten was was the precedent for the rock star female guitarist. Um, what's been your experience growing up in you know slightly later generations of players? You want to go first, Gretchen? Uh, sure. Um, uh, well, I think for for me, I have um, a really great dad, so I've always had you know great you know equal opportunity friendships i've had guy friends girlfriends whatever i didn't really think twice about it didn't really occur to me that a lot of my heroes were guys until i saw an old issue of guitar player magazine with jennifer on the cover and was like (gasps) and i remember going to my dad and being like who is this and he's like oh yeah she's amazing and you know and i'm like went through the the interview and i think that was when jennifer is that the one where flight of the bumblebee was transcribed yeah yeah, yeah, and I remember, like, I had been playing guitar for, like, a week, <laughs> and I tried <laughs> to do it. Um, but uh, it, it was always, like, for me, growing up, where a lot of people were still, like, saying very, like, without thinking twice. Something I won't say on the air, you know, and I would play Fly to the Bumblebee, and I'd just sort of be like, uh-huh, so now what? And they'd be like, okay, never mind. So uh, I loved having that, not because I had any qualms about, you know, the vast majority of my heroes being dudes, like whatever, it's fine. Guitar player is guitar player, right? Um, but that that I always had somebody that I could kind of end a conversation, you know, end a stupid conversation with. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the playing is the ultimate conversation closer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Guitar drop. Um, how Guitar, about you? How about you, Nilly? Yeah. How about you, Nilly? Growing up in Israel and then moving to the States, I think you were around twelve or so. What was the guitar yeah, environment yeah. for you? Wow, you know, you know my whole history. Um, yeah, I mean, I I grew up. I have three older brothers, you know, so I, I'm kind of in a similar boat to Gretchen in the sense that, like, it, it, I didn't notice the the gender thing really, you know, because it's yeah. just. That's great. That was was natural to me, you know, like, and I ne- I never really thought like, oh, I'm a female guitar player, you know. I it, to me it was just kind of like, oh, you know, I I like, playing. I I guess not a lot of girls are into it, but it wasn't even that weird to me because growing up in Israel, like everything that I was doing was considered very tomboyish, you know. It was the same with with sports in our culture. It's like you know, boys play soccer and girls. I don't know, sit around yeah. and like do each other's nails or something, you know? Um, <laughs> so I was always, I was always like made fun of for, for that anyway. And, you know, I, I was kind of used to like, you know, like being into stuff that other kids maybe weren't into, but I never really thought about it as, as like, well, like, you know, girls are, don't like this or whatever, but I do, you know, like I have to say like, at least in my case, like it, people have been really mostly pretty cool, you know, and, but when I was growing up, um, 
and and like kind of learning about shredders and that kind of thing it, it was it was always just kind of like oh there's all these guys and there is jennifer batten who we all know is amazing but i don't know why there's just this one girl but like it was always like it was not forgotten you know what i mean it was just more to the with the people that i've spoken to over my life it just always kind of felt like they're as perplexed as we are you know what i mean yeah yeah so I'm I'm happy to say I've had a good good experience mostly. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what? That I, it just uh, triggered a memory. It was actually Guitar Player magazine many many years ago had an article on why there weren't more women playing, and I will never forget of the bogus list of reasons. One of them was, well, something like when they get pregnant and play an ovation. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you know, we're always getting pregnant and then the guitar's too far away. <laughs> wow. I was going to practice today, but then I got pregnant. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Again. Oh, oh my god. What? This was Guitar Player Magazine? Yes, it was. Wow. Oh my god, I got to give somebody crap about that. <laughs> Can you talk to your people, Gretchen? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's crazy. I, I, Hopefully, it's in jest. Either Michael or Melinda or like, yeah, I, I got something to say to somebody about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was way before Michael's time. Also, I got to talk to my dad. Talk then. to your dad. <laughs> talk to Don. <laughs> I, I guarantee already he's gonna blame somebody else okay. if he was there. Okay. Man, I just hope that's a really bad joke. But would I guess so? Just getting back to the original <laughs> quote from Jennifer, though, would. Jennifer, would you agree then that the the landscape has changed and for the better? Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, there's there's so many women I keep hearing about that uh, that are great, just just killing it. Whether it's um, from Bulgaria or Venezuela, just all around the world, there's amazing players that are popping out left and right. Yeah. It's very healthy right now. Yeah, cool. I almost, you know, I almost felt silly bringing it up, but because there's Jennifer's quote and because I am talking to Jennifer Batten, you know, which is pretty amazing, um, I, I thought I would. But the fact that Neely and Gretchen, it's not it's not a big deal in your in your story. Um, and for some crazy reason it used it used for uh, for uh, for for generate generate player player. Uh, um, that's all awesome. that's all awesome. that's awesome. The fact that it feels like it's not a uh, a burden, not a burden. I don't know. I'm going to do some editing, but I'm just the fact that it doesn't seem like a big deal is is awesome. My, I've got I've got kids in school. I've got two daughters, and they're they're almost fourteen. And one of them's really into science and maths and technology. And for some reason, I don't know why, um, the universities don't have many females, many girls applying. So there's a big push at the moment, and she that's all she wants to do. And I think it's awesome they're encouraging her. But I just think, why is that there in the first place? I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's not a question. To, that's, yeah. just, that's just uh, joking. You know what? Getting pregnant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they think they'll get, yeah, true. That could happen. You know what? I, I, I actually, growing up, I didn't think it was a, a big deal or anything different for a woman to be playing guitar, especially being interested in lead, until my first day at the Guitar Institute of Technology, I found I was the only woman. Yeah, okay. So that was like, okay. okay, I guess we're a little off balance here. <laughs> yeah. There you That's go. why you had the bathroom to yourself, right? Guys yeah, are... the reverb. The reverb. I, I, I always tell people about that one. I remember that <laughs> quote too. I do. 
let's move on. Let's talk guitars. Um, who's playing what? Gretchen, what's your rig going to be like for these shows? Um, I'm, I've got my Music Man Silhouette Special, which is like my main guitar. I'll yeah. probably bring my Cutlass as a, a backup. But if, if all goes well, I will be playing the Music Man, I think, the whole set. Um, and then I've got a Two Rock bio, um, I'm sorry, Two Rock Bloomfield Drive that I'll be playing for my amp. Um, and I don't really use all that much in the way of pedals. I probably should use more, but um, I have a Providence Chrono Delay, uh, a chorus that I use in like one moment of the set, and a boost pedal and a tuner. Yep. Cool. Sounds great. What are you doing? Keep doing it. <laughs> hey, that the, um, the silhouette, is that your first one? Because you've got a couple, I know. You are so well researched. Uh, my first silhouette, no, that one, that one hides out in in my closet. The one, it's a blue burst. That's the one that the uh, video for Valentino's Victory Lap yeah. that I, that you can see it in that. And after I guess Music Man saw that video, they're like, she needs a new silhouette, and so they sent me this uh, white one with a black pick guard that became my number one after that. It's just, it's all Music Man guitars I love. This one, it has a particularly fantastic feel and sound and mojo. So. Yeah. That's now my main one. Cool. How about you, Jennifer? I, uh, from what I gather, you pack pretty light these days. <laughs> I, I am always dreaming of equipment that's smaller and lighter. Um, well, for this tour, I, I have been in between rigs for the better part of a year now. And the one I'm going to take is one I've been using for the last three years, which is the Thomas Blug Blue Guitar Amp One, which essentially is uh, the size of a large a floor pedal, but it's a hundred essentially a hundred watt vintage Marshall with four channels. So once I found I could bring a, a wonderful sounding analog amp in my purse, that was it. Yeah, I changed my life for travel. Um, and I'm going to be using a Digitech RP One Thousand because it, it there's some sounds in it for my solo show I just cannot get with my system I'm trying to cross over into, which is using the Line 6 Stomp, which is a, a very versatile sound effects pedal. Um, and, and plus, I mean, the, the main thing, I am guaranteed to get deeper into that because it's 2.7 pounds, <laughs> nice. as opposed to the Digitech, which is 13, and I've been carting that all over the world for years and paying excess luggage charges and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, it's basically those two things and a volume pedal. All the effects... Um, actually, I, I have added a new effect recently that I'm pretty excited about. It's uh, TC Helicon's uh, Talkbox pedal which is really fantastic because taking a talk box, a real talk box, it's just a tank and it's never going to go in a suitcase. Oh, for sure. So this is the next best thing and it just adds a whole other element. And then I'm using a Washburn Parallax guitar for the last couple of years, which is the first 24 fret guitar I've ever played. So it took a minute to get used to it, but it's, I, I've been real lucky with Washburns. I, you know, I'm always leery when I get a new one, but it just fits like a glove. I'm very used to it, and I dig it. That's cool. You you're doing some guitar synthesis at different um, different seasons in your career. Um, are you still getting into that stuff? Yeah, I was using the the Fishman Triple Play wireless MIDI system for for several years, and now they have a a brand new one that's a it's a wired system that goes to iPad. 
Um, but I, I'm not ready to break that out just yet. That's going to take a few more months of um, diving in before I put it on stage. Okay, sure, sure. And that's that's your rig, just front of house, off you go. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it's 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 got to be compact to to travel. And like in the last, I don't know how many years, the last few decades, ninety nine percent of my work required jumping on a plane. So. Yeah. I'm all about compact. Yeah, sure, sure. Nearly, you own about 700 Ibanez guitars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Uh, uh, what are you taking out? Um, probably it's going to be my um, my white uh, Prestige OG1527. Um, I've had it for oh god since 2012, and I think it was discon- discontinued right around then. And uh, it's you know that's my my workhorse guitar. Probably probably um, I will bring the RG five fifty as well, um, the Desert Sun Yellow that I can't seem to be without recently. But uh, you know we'll we'll see. I mean definitely I'll I'll need a seven string for for the bulk of the songs on this set anyway. So that kind of uh, you know narrows it down. And then, as far as the uh, the rig goes, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like uh, starting to lean more towards Jennifer's, uh, you know, I, ideals with the, you know, with the compactness thing. So I'm actually going to be using the uh, Headrush pedal board, going through to the house, and and my other guitar player will as well. I um, I've been using it for a few years on not every gig, but on a lot of things. It was really just a great, you know convenient solution that sounded amazing and and i have like a signature set of tones that i created with them so um i feel comfortable with the patches that i'm bringing out and i know what i'm gonna get you know so um that's been working well for you know the situations where uh who wants to you know who wants to carry more stuff yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm with you i'm with you um so for neely and jennifer when you're doing direct rigs are you guys running in ears or are you still cranking guitars back through monitors i'm still going through monitors mostly yeah i'm not going direct i i, I actually uh the blue guitar company has a a really fantastic direct box it's it's actually a speaker emulator that has 16 different impulse response speakers and i've been recording with that the last year or two and i just love it i've just got rid of my mics but um for live shows i bring it along for emergencies because sometimes uh, i show up to a gig and they go oh you need a speaker (laughs) (laughs) they they haven't they didn't read the writer, so yeah, I can bust right. that out and know I can get a decent sound going direct. But I still prefer to have a, a speaker. And I recently have gotten into uh, the Audix company. I I did a show last summer, and I was using in-ears, and uh, it, it sounded particularly good because I, I don't really like the guitar sound coming straight into my ears without any ambience. And they had the Audix i5 on it, and it, I thought, holy crap. So I immediately called Audix, and I, now I'm taking that mic with me everywhere. Okay. So is that capturing part of the room as well before you get it in your ears? Is that What's the story with that, sister? Well, I, I, I'm really experimenting a lot. Um, I put that directly on the speaker cone, 
but I I have been adding an ambient mic to to try to help make okay. it more natural. Okay. Yep. But I, I'm kind of in between. I can't just listen to a band because my ears are too trash and I can't handle the volume anymore. So I have to go in ears, but I hate in ears. <laughs> it's just it's a slice of hell over here in Battenville. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well you're working through it that's that's the main thing there. trying yeah experimenting forever yeah yeah very cool um now what's the future look like you've got a run of three gigs gretchen you mentioned in some of your earlier emails you'd, you'd love to extend that depending on how this goes yeah i mean uh uh, yeah, absolutely. I would love that if it, if it works out. It's I mean, it kind of took an act of God to get the three of our schedules together. But, you sure, know, um, yeah. if we have fun doing it, and if people dig it, then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, there, we've had some offers and some interest elsewhere. So it's a question of lining up calendars and um, seeing seeing how it all pans out. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Man, I hope it goes really great. And I hope you just keep running these gigs and you get to Sydney eventually. That that would be ideal. Just start yelling at people Amazing. at venues. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. okay. We can do that. We can do that. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> hey, before we finish up, can I can we do a quick roundtable to talk about the next stuff for you guys as individual artists as well? Um, Gretchen, you you are um, you just did some videos for Damasio, which were really cool, and you alluded to the fact that your next record will be more of a solo guitar deal mm -hmm. yeah uh w one I, li I like to mix things up I, I seem to have an inability to stay in a lane which means that like I'm always flailing trying to figure out the next thing that I'm gonna do and try to figure out how to do it but after doing Abandon All Hope which I love doing and I learned so much in the process you I always then want like a contrast or a shift so I thought well what if I try to take what I learned compositionally and now go back kind of to my home instrument and see what I can do with that. And then from just a pragmatic standpoint, I'm like, this will be much easier to tour with if I have an album of solo guitar pieces. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm working on that, but I'm also working on some, some more compositional orchestrated stuff as part two of the Dante theme. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. That's cool. The thing I loved about the little excerpt on um, the Damasio tune um, you're doing some really cool sonic stuff as well as the, the compositional mm. stuff. So there's lots of great soundscape players and there's lots of great finger style players. But you, that piece, I think it's called Venice. You're sort of merging a bit of both to my yeah. ears. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to, I decided just last night that I think I'll do at least that little bit of it. I'm not going to do the whole thing okay. yet until the album's released, but I'm going to do that little bit of it, I think. In, in this series of shows is sort of part of a, I'm, I'm doing like a very quiet solo guitar section, you know, yeah, cool. just thinking of bringing different, you know, different things to a night that's going to have a lot of guitar, but an instrument that does have an incredible amount of variety too. So nice. Very cool. Um, Jennifer, the last record I saw from you was the battle zone album, which I loved hearing you yeah. in a vocal context. Um, that was cool too. Uh. Hearing you in a band sort of thing. What's, are you doing any more of that or what's, what does the next year also look like for you? You know what? Um, honestly, I am super burnt from international travel. And so I'm making a huge effort 
to make my living in the Northwest or, or at least in the same time zone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm in. So, um, I launched a, a band in the Northwest last summer and I'm also really digging into my solo show to be able to do uh, solo shows in the Northwest. I'm getting new material together to see how it will fit in various venues. So that that's my focus right now. And, and also doing more DVDs for the true fire, dire, dumb, dumb, lesson, lesson, me. Awesome. Pretty much, pretty much all my, all my hour right there, right there. You're done. You're done. That sounds, that sounds good. Good plan. And, and what's, what's the deal with, with your stuff? So I, assume primal feels as part of a bigger project you're putting together yeah so i have a new album coming out that should be out in december um it's called spectrum and it's uh it's a concept album it's it's literally like a, a spectrum of genres fusing from one to the next um throughout the record so you're kind of starting in one place and ending up in a totally different place and Hopefully, if it works, you should be able to sequence the songs in reverse and achieve the same effect if you want. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that has yet to, be, to have been tested, so we'll see. But, <laughs> but actually, um, Gretchen played on, on one of the songs. Um, there's oh, a nice. song called Andalusian Fantasy that I wrote in, you know, with her in mind to, to play on it. Um, so... You know, she did a great job. We both, uh, I played a nylon string and she played a nylon string electric. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I basically had to teach myself whatever hacky kind of finger picking technique I could pick up well enough just to, you know, record these tunes so that I don't feel like I'm, I'm phoning it in, you know? So, um, but yeah, I'm interjection. Her playing is amazing oh stop <laughs> it no. i've heard it i've heard your track isolate it sounds amazing <laughs> thank you <laughs> I, the little known story is when i was recording that i was living in a uh, residence where uh there were some parrots very oh, yeah. very yeah, loud yeah. ass parrots <laughs> like i can't i can't describe it like i can it cannot be described there's a video that that describes it pretty well but um when i was doing nylon string recordings it was just a particular challenge because i had to do twice as many takes just to make sure that i don't that i have enough to comp from you know takes that don't have like ah, 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 like <laughs> you know in the middle of all the strings yeah yeah so it was <laughs> it was it a be part of the process. soundscape <laughs> Oh my God. It was, yeah. I mean, I couldn't get my breathing out of it, you know, so the birds definitely were not going to happen. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's cool. That's heaps good, man. Between the three of you, there's so much good stuff going on. And of course the other uh, three shows. So I should run the dates. November 6 at the chapel in San Francisco, November 8 at the Malibu guitar festival. That looks like an amazing um, show. And November the 9th at the miners foundry at Nevada city. California. Mm -hmm. Did I pronounce those places okay? Yeah, yeah, those are great. Okay, good news, good news. Well, hey, yeah. so much fun talking to you guys about this. I don't know how I'm going to go back to interviewing one person at a time. That's. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with us. I'm really yeah, excited about it and lovely to talk with you. Thank Ditto. you. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Thank you all. Thank you all so much. All right, there you go. That was so fun. My great thanks to Jennifer, Gretchen, Nilly, and Elvis for coming on the show. 
Now, if you're in the California area, those shows are coming up very, very soon. If you check out the links in our show notes, that'll get you to all the uh, places you need to go to buy some tickets. Now, if you enjoyed this interview, and who wouldn't? (laughs) Why not share it on your social media? That would be awesome. Otherwise, I'm out of here. My name is Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast, and I'll catch you next time. Bye now.